Alright guys, guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's, What's up? David, very special show today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a birthday show. Oh, my gosh. You know, so happy birthday, Nicki Minaj. <sighs> Happy birthday, Nikki. Happy birthday, Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy! Hey, <laughs> you, know, you know, I worked with a lady back in the day. I had a job. Just one. Right. And her name was Sandy Davis. Oh. And one of the older guys that I worked with thought it was hilarious. Every time she walked in the room, he would say, Hey, Sandy Davis Jr., what's up? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, wow. Nicki Minaj. Mm. Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. And there's one more. Who? The VIP, Uncle Breck. Out in, out in Washington? Out in Washington doing his thing. Wow. Yep. Our number one listener who's never listened. Right. Yeah. Right. So if anybody actually listens to the show out west and yeah. you track my brother down, tell him I said happy butt day. Yeah. <laughs> happy butt day. Happy butt day. I was with him this weekend. What? Yeah, we all got together, Rehoboth Beach, and celebrated, actually celebrated both of our birthdays. Whoa. Yeah. And just to be, just a little insight, so you know how my mom rolls. We celebrated my birthday one night and his birthday the next night. Yeah. Even though, well, it, it really was his birthday. Right. Because, as you can tell, like, it was a couple days short of his birthday. <laughs> but she wanted to make sure, because we weren't able to be together on my birthday this year, she wanted to make sure, because I said to my mom, I said, Mom, let's just get a big cake yeah. that says happy birthday. And if you want to write our names on it, write our names on it. That's fine. Like, let's just do that. We'll go out to dinner Saturday night, and we'll come back to the house. We'll have a big cake. Well, no, that's not going to work. Because she wants to get me a certain kind of cake, and she wants to get my brother a cheesecake, and she wants us each to have our own cakes, and she wants us each to have our own parties. And I felt like I was like a spoiled six-year-old kid. <laughs> and this is why I don't like having my mom come to visit me at work because when I'm around my mom, I revert to a 12 year old child. Who doesn't? I don't need my staff <laughs> no, to you. see how I behave when I'm 12. Childhood pen. <laughs> right, right. You don't want childhood pen. Ah. <laughs> right. You're so embarrassing. <laughs> That's exactly how I roll. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, another big, well, this isn't really news, but just an exciting thing that's coming. Oh. Um, do you know who Poppy is? Poppy. Poppy. Who's Poppy? Poppy is the little elf on a shelf. <gasps> Penn Cinema has their own elf on a shelf named Poppy. No way. And shout out to Drew Schaefer. This is a, I don't know how many years we've been doing this now. It's not the first year. And Drew does this on our social media channels. And you comment and like and get prizes and all this stuff. Oh. But Drew, like a lesser person, would take like an elf on the shelf and stick it somewhere. Yeah, I like how you finished it. Because it seemed like you finished the sentence. And you were like, Drew, 
Like a lesser person. <laughs> no, 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 no. Drew is a consummate overachiever. Mm. He's a repeat overachiever. Everything he does, he overachieves. Right. What he does with Poppy takes it to a whole nother level. Oh, snap. I mean, my man is over the... I told him the other day, I said, I think this is your... of Many, many things to be proud of. This is his crowning achievement. Right. Yeah. And then he said, and, and thus I will forget everything else you've ever done. Pretty much. And just acknowledge yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be at his funeral being like, ah, remember those poppies? <laughs> <laughs> Can't really recall anything else. <laughs> and his child to be like, what about me? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I mean, you're pretty cool, but yeah. Poppy, man. Poppy was a ticket. <laughs> Poppy's been dressed up as Cousin Eddie. Oh. We got the Winnebago out and had Cousin Eddie out there. Nice. Shitter's full. Oh, it's so good. And and Drew has all different costumes this year and different stuff. And there's oh. always something with like a Darth Vader doll. Oh, it's so good. I'm so excited for Christmas. When does it start? I don't know. I think it starts, uh, what is it, the 12 days of Christmas? Oh, okay. It might be. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool coming up. Oh, it's pretty Just exciting. Yeah, yeah, pretty exciting. Nice. Nice. And you saw the new Christmas tree in the lobby. Yep, which so, looks amazing. Yeah, Penson was on board. We're ready. We're ready Big for... Believe. Yep, yep, yep. We're on board. We are psyched for the holiday season. How come we don't have a Christmas ball in the lobby? A Christmas ball? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you mean. I, why not? Yeah, I don't right. know. Where's our big gowns and tuxedos yeah. and dancing? Oh, a ball. Oh, like have a ball. Like yeah. do a dance. Like, like oh, a dance. that's a great idea. Yeah, not just a giant ball for that's Christmas. A, that's a great idea. And by the way, have I shared with you the fact that Penn Cinema has booked in 2022 an actual legit full-on wedding? What? Yep. Yeah, there's a couple. I haven't even met her yet. I know. <laughs> We're all very happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's the latest. Yeah. You got some news for us? I got some news. Can we get started Did on the you, show now? God, jeez, Louise. Are you familiar with Shang-Chi? The movie that we watched a few weeks back? Yeah, yeah. Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah, it was great. It's a great movie. I loved it. Recently rewatched it. So it was good. dragons. Yeah, definitely dragons. Yeah. So Destin Daniel Cretton, the co-writer and director of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, has just signed on for an exclusive multi-year overall deal with Marvel Studios and Hulu's Onyx Collective. Now this includes a sequel to Shang-Chi and Disney Plus programming. Now, to elaborate, it doesn't mean Marvel Disney Plus programming, although it doesn't exclude that, but specifically... Um, they have hired him to to create and um, what's the word curate? Oh. <laughs> it's gonna be like that. <laughs> curate, curate. Uh, Hang on, let me look that up. <laughs> <laughs> more diverse uh, programming. Okay. So specifically, uh, Asian, nice. uh, Asian-led product, which is great. I think that's I think fantastic. I do great with Shang Chi. Keep it going. Yeah. I love that they're leaving the door open. Like, maybe we'll do more Marvel stuff. Maybe do other stuff. Yeah. Like, clearly he's a good director slash writer. Right. So don't limit him. Right. We're not going to limit his creativity. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Okay. So keeping it in the uh, the Marvel realm. Right. Our our boy, Kevin. Feige. Feige? Feige. 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 Yeah. Uh, he had this to say about Daredevil. Now, can I just ask you a question? Right. 
his statement that you're about to read. Mm -hmm. Did you <laughs> did you find that clear and um, straightforward, or did you find? Wait, I'm going to use a word here. Was he circumventing? Oh well, here's what he did. He he actually it's big news because he did confirm something. Okay, sorta, but not really. Well, everyone's saying it's but confirmed, totally. but when you listen to the listen to the phrasing, it doesn't really say confirmed. Um, are you, I you I compare it to when somebody says definitely maybe. Mm. The movie definitely maybe is really good. Well, yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Right. Um, okay, so so let's okay, get to so the same. Kevin quote. Kevin Feige on the topic of Daredevil. Right. So, if you were ever to see Daredevil in upcoming things. Charlie Cox, yes, would be the actor playing Daredevil. Where we see that, how we see that, when we see that remains to be seen. And everyone says, confirm Charlie Cox is Daredevil. Awesome. It didn't say that Daredevil was coming. He just said, if Daredevil is coming, he'll be played by Charlie Cox. Now, there are reasons that give this a little bit more elig eligibility. One, Daredevil has been heavily rumored to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. When you said eligibility, did you mean credibility? I meant what I meant, Buster Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I and said what I meant, and I meant what I said. That is also a word that would have worked there. <laughs> so Daredevil's been heavily rumored to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. And if he is, he'll be played by Charlie Cox. Now, will he oh, be a, gotcha. an alternate dimension, you know, brought in from everything going mm. on? What? But, 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 here's the thing. Right. Last week's Hawkeye had a character that is probably going to be the kingpin that sounds, has the same voice as the gentleman who played kingpin in the Daredevil show. Mm. So, establishing Kingpin with the same actor, is it the same guy? Does that mean that Daredevil's around? There's a whole lot going on here mm. in this uh, crazy Marvel shenanigans stuff going on. Hawkeye and is great, by the way. I was just going to say, you reminded me that I forgot to watch episode three. Oh my gosh, so good. I don't know how I forgot that. It's well, Tonight's your night because you can watch three and four. Oh, dope. Today's the day. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so what do you got here? Well, the International Alliance of Stage Theater, of Theatrical Stage Employees. Right. A.K.A. Ayatsi. Ayatsi! Ayatsi! That's like when you get Yahtzee, but not the whole way. Right. Right. Close. Yeah. You get like four out of five dice, so you shout, So close. Yahtzee! Yahtzee, see if you can fool anyone. Right. So the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees union members have ratified a new union contract after months of negotiations, which provides for... Now, remember we talked about yes, this. Yeah. yeah. We, we thought there might be some strikes. Right. But yeah. And I said, I'm not too worried about it. Right. And then we had some hilarious discussions about how you and I don't get lunch breaks <laughs> yeah. on our podcast shifts. Yeah. Ralph is like... He doesn't right. let us stop. Never. Yeah. Brutal. But we addressed that in the staff meeting, and ever since then... Mm -hmm. We rewrote our contract. For fear of Penn and David going on strike, much like the Yahtzee crowd. They said, 
after each recording, right. we demand a seven-day rest right. period. <laughs> right. So anyway, uh, here's what they got in their uh, negotiation. 54-hour weekend rest periods. Nice. What does that mean? That's two, two, almost like two and a quarter days. Yeah. Okay. 54-hour weekends, a minimum of a 10-hour turnaround between shifts. So you have an hour to get home, eight hours to sleep, an hour to get back. Mm-hmm. Okay. A 3% annual raise with increased pay for the lowest paid union members and increases to pension and health plan funds. I don't think we really care about the details, but I'm glad that they pulled this together. And from the humanity point of view, mm-hmm. I'm glad for all these workers that they can have some semblance of normalcy is a, maybe the, the wrong word, but you know that I'm, I'm happy to see that this sector of the workforce um, has some some of their basic needs met. Right. You know, you can't get off at 2 a.m. and be responsible for coming back to work five hours later. It's crazy. Right. So I guess, what are we saying? We're happy? Good. This is good news. Good. Yeah. I guess, uh, from what I understand, it barely made pass. Mm. Uh, this it was like 52% or something like that. I might mm. be wrong, but it's something close to that. Um, which shows that there was room for more improvement if they wanted, but... Mm. Uh, at least something passed. Yeah. It's, it's a step. Yeah. So next time contracts come up, hopefully it's a bigger step. Yeah. So, um, Speaking of people who have had strange relationships with their employers, mm. Patty Jenkins. Yeah. Now, didn't she just have a Star Wars thing canceled? Weren't we like, they put it on hold and we're like, no, it's definitely gone. Right. Because she was all of a sudden too busy. Right. And we were like, nah. Who's, who's too Nobody's busy? too busy for Star Wars. Yeah. Right. Patty Jenkins will now only produce her upcoming Cleopatra movie with Gal Gadot. It was confirmed that her previously paused Star Wars movie, Rogue Squadron, as well as the next Wonder Woman film, are now Jenkins's focus. So in other words, she was going to direct Cleopatra, but now she's only producing it. So I feel like, if I'm reading this story correctly, she found time for Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By giving up the director job on Cleopatra. I feel like she wanted to do Cleopatra. Right. right, and she was going to break all these contracts to right. do it. Right, and they weren't going to be able to make these movies with her. Right, and then she finally realized, oh wait, career suicide is a thing. How do I get around right. it? Right. Also, is she capable of making a movie without Gal Gadot anymore? Also, well, bigger question: Will Gal Gadot wind up in Star Wars? Okay, this is the, this is the episode of questions. Every year, every week, I mean, <laughs> and ep- our episodes develop an organic theme, yeah. theme. So the theme this week is questions. Right? Will she? Is she capable of making another movie without Gal Gadot? Probably not. Probably not. The question I had was: Were you aware that there's a movie called Cleopatra? It sounds familiar, but I wouldn't have said that I did yeah. before this. No way. I yeah. was not. But if you would have asked me who's going to play Cleopatra, <laughs> I might have said Gal Gadot. All right. Here's the thing. Here's the, I'm going to teach our listeners a little party trick. Right. All right. Here's what you do. Mm. Anytime anybody says, who's starring in that new Patty Jenkins movie, <laughs> the answer is Gal Gadot. Yeah, yeah. Every time. Right. Right. Speaking of which, where's Death on the Nile? Yeah. Come on, where is that? What? even happened to that it just dropped off i don't it's not on streaming or anything i haven't heard anything i want that movie so weird yeah okay uh dave batista you might have known him from such things as that 
show, that movie with the little girl who has him as a bodyguard. Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One and two. <laughs> right. Right. And he was in a Dune. <laughs> yeah. So he will star in M. Night Shyamalan's new horror film, Knock at the Cabin. Now. Later. Okay. Later. Eventually, he will star in this movie. Yes. To which I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, Davy boy. Is that what he goes? Is that what the friends call him? Yeah, yeah. We're pretty tight. Yeah, all days know right. each other to a right. degree. Right. Yeah. yeah. I said, oh, Davy boy, I called him up. Yeah. I said, you sure? My boy M Knight's not had a great track record. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, kind of slipping to the wayside. Eesh. Yeah. Are you sure you wanna? I'm not saying it's career suicide. It's no, not doing Star Wars. What did M Knight recently do that we? Like within old, the old, right, 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 right. Yeah, and that wasn't career suicide for those guys. Yeah, for that, sure. that one, that old. I think we liked old. Yeah, I mean it's better than some of the ones he's done. But but, but definitely, I concur. Yeah, he's slipping and sliding. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He's not. Uh, you can't take him to the bank. Right. Exactly. Right. So we'll see what happens here. Also, M Nights flirts a lot with the streaming services. So who knows if this is even a theater theatrical movie. What do we know about Knock at the Cabin? I don't know much. Nothing. Yeah. That's what. Okay. Tom Holland. Mm. Um, wasn't he in Spider-Man? Uh, you know what? He was in Civil War. Uh, Civil War. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yep. uh, <laughs> okay. Captain America. Um, outside, I'm always happy to see Avengers or Marvel actors take outside roles, mm. right? Yeah. I mean, we're sitting here making jokes, but right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tom Holland has announced that he will portray Fred Astaire in the new biopic from Sony Pictures. Here's what I wish it was. I wish it was Tom Holland playing Fred Armisen's playing <laughs> Fred Astaire. <laughs> I, think, I think that would be the best. Root of action. All right, here's a question. Yeah. In our list of questions. Mm. Is Fred Armisen the funniest man on TV? He's pretty darn he's, funny. He's, <laughs> he's right there. He's like consistently hilarious. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think this is cool. How much do you know about Fred Astaire? Are you telling me you know what Fred Astaire looks like? Uh, well, only because I saw a picture of the two of them next to each other. I know nothing about Fred Astaire. I know who he is, and I know I, I have like a mental image, mm. a black and white image top hat. of a top hat dancing, right. you know, on a black and white TV. And we know that Tom Holland likes to dance and sing because he was in some movie where he danced and sang, right? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you're like right. right. I'm going right. Oh, all right. right. I mean, you're my guy. So <laughs> you know what's crazy, funny. Is you know he's with Zendaya right now, right? Yes. Right. And wasn't she recently in a movie where everyone complained she wasn't in it enough? Mm. <laughs> 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 to what she announced this week, don't worry, there'll be more of me in the next right. one. Right. Thank God. Of course, yeah. Um, this is the funny thing. Mm. You, know, you see pictures of him, and it's like you know he's he's a f- a fine looking young man or whatever, mm. handsome fellow. Yeah. yeah. And he said, Tom Holland. Before Zendaya, and he looks like a normal celebrity young guy. And then they're like, Tom Holland, 
after dating with Zendaya, and he has just upped his style game like 500%. He's got the shades, the nice jacket. I mean, the boy's got to look the part to stand next to the girl. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. He was not in any movies that I can find where he's singing and dancing. Maybe he did like a skit on SNL or something. Okay, all right. He, that, he, he did something where he was singing and dancing. So in other like, words, you're saying there's some record of him singing and dancing. Yeah, maybe it was with James Corden or something. When you pull him up on IMDb, uh, the first poster is Venom. I mean, I'm just going to say, just to get a rise out of you, <sighs> just letting you know. Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, Spider-Man No Way Home. He was also in The Impossible with Naomi Watts. And as you mentioned earlier, he was in Civil War. Mm-hmm. And uh, Onward. Onward. He was a voice actor in Onward. And here's a little trivia. Mm. Podcast at PennCinema.com. Okay. I will give... Now, we're going to go on the honor system. Okay. I'll give a four-pack of tickets. Four-pack of tickets. Four-pack of tickets. Okay. All right. All right. We all know Tom Holland was on screen with Robert Downey Jr. in Avengers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Iron Man and Spider-Man. And wasn't there some hilarious banter about there's not usually this much talking? Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Great. Love yeah. that stuff. All right. Now, honor system, without looking it up. Okay. What movie did they also appear in that is not a Marvel movie? Shoot, I know this. Podcast at PennCinema.com, honor system. All right. Well, we'll see what David does not know. So if you know the answer to this question, then you are officially smarter than David. (laughs) (laughs) This question was the only one. Like, this is the barrier of intelligence right here. Right. Right. Right here. Right. This This is the question. Wow. Yeah. Wow, okay. Right. This is the barrier. Did you say barrier? Yeah. Barometer. Barometer. Yes. (laughs) David, my man hasn't slept in a week. He showed up for the podcast tonight absolutely drunk. Yeah. (laughs) Drunk on being awake. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the National Board of Review, you know, these guys that you super respect. For 2021, wait, wait. Do, do we know anything about the National Board of Review? Well, I mean, it's a national, <laughs> it's a national board. I mean, every, you, you got to know they're everywhere. I'm just curious in this nation. I'm right. I'm just curious if if that's a thing that we should care about. They review stuff, Pen. We review stuff, right? Right. But we're just two guys. They're on a board. They have a board. Yeah. Yeah. They probably they have, have minutes and memos. Yeah. They probably have subcommittees. They. I bet. Yeah, they've got someone who types up the minutes. David. What? Let's have a subcommittee. (laughs) But there's only two of us, so the subcommittee would just be us on our own? (laughs) No, 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 no. You could could form a subcommittee. Oh. And then, like, you could go off and, like, recruit a bunch of people to be on your subcommittee. And then you report back. (laughs) I'd like to present this uh, bill that my subcommittee's put together. (laughs) Subcommittee on dinner. I love it. Right. I love right. it. All right. I interrupted you. You had a, a, a story that I'm actually excited to okay. report. The National Board of Review. Yes. Right. They have, they do, they're like, you know what, the Oscars are a thing, the Emmys are a thing. Uh, we're kind of a bigger thing. Right. We're not even going to wait till the end of the year. Right. We're just going to make our calls now about right. best movies. Right, right. So their movie of the year 
is Licorice Pizza. Best picture of the year. And its director, Paul Thomas Anderson, is the best director. Now, we have more news to report right. on this topic. Mm -hmm. But we're going to stay on Licorice Pizza just for a second. Yeah. The National Board of Review for 2021 has named Licorice Pizza the best picture of the year and its director, Paul Thomas Anderson, as best director, yeah. as you just reported. Mm -hmm. The studio is United Artists Releasing, and they have a really interesting, there was a really interesting wrinkle in their release strategy. Mm. They had previously planned a 2,500 screen release which is basically wide. I think I read about this. Yeah, basically everyone opens it. They announced today that they're going from 2,500 screens, 800 screens. Wow. Dropping from 25 to eight. So I asked the guy, so we, were, we typically email each other, but I called him because mm. I was like, I want to hear your tone of voice. I want to know like, why? I want to hear what's going on. Because I said to him, I said, if the studio has suddenly lost faith in this movie, then I don't want to even open it. And he said, no, it's the opposite. Studio feels so good about this movie that they feel like it's, um, it needs to have a more exclusive run, which seems counterintuitive. Like if you're super excited for a certain movie, but he said, no, it's not a commercial movie in the traditional, like he said, capital C mm. sense, you know? C for commercial. It's more of a, um, it's, he thinks it's going to, they're trying to build it so that it receives maximum buzz in January ahead of the Oscars. Okay. All right. I heard it opened in four theaters. It did. Yeah. And, and it currently opened in four theaters where they're literally selling out every single show and have the highest per screen average of any movie in the country right now. And how long was it there before it came here? Well, it hasn't gotten here yet. Oh, I thought it was already here. Negative. It doesn't open until Christmas Day. What? Yeah. So it's playing in those four theaters until Christmas Day. And then guess who snagged one of the 800 theaters? Oh, uh, your boy. It's your boy. Podcast at PennCinema.com. If you can guess who snagged one of the screens. Oh, my gosh. Right. <laughs> the big O. Big fan. Yeah. And also big O. Of Licorice Pizza? Of us. Of us. Also of Licorice yeah. Pizza. Yeah. Said it was amazing. Oh, he saw it. Yeah. He's up in the New Yorks. Oh, he saw it in New York. And Interesting. He said, I saw Licorice Pizza. I loved it. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited for this. And I was like, oh, I need to see that, assuming it was already here. The other thing that's interesting about Licorice Pizza mm. is that tickets don't go on sale until December 10th. Whoa. Okay. And well, that's, what, 12 days? It's a little weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. All right. Well, they had a little bit more about, you know. This, oh, right. This so we're board. still on the National Board of Review. Right. So the best actor, Will Smith for King Richard. And Renee, or sorry, Rachel Zelger is best actress mm. for Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Mm. I mean, that, that's great. All right. I think there's a lot of hype for West Side Story. I was just going to say, here's the question. Another question to put on our list of questions. Questions. Yes, questions. What? Okay, questions. Yeah. All right, questions. What's the deal with West Side Story? Like, what's like, what's the, deal what's with the West buzz? Side Story? You know what I mean? Like, where are we at? I think if you watch the trailer, you say, I want to see that. And then I think 10 minutes later, you forgot that West Side Story is a movie coming out. Interesting. I think that's where we are. So here's where I'm at. Yeah. Because when I'm not hosting a podcast, when does it happen? Right. 
Yeah. Very rare. Yeah, okay. But on the off chance that I have time in between podcasts, mm. I run a movie theater. Well, 10, 15 minutes out of a day. Actually, four of them. <gasps> and in that job, yeah. I have to figure out where to put West Side Story. Mm. And I'm totally conflicted. Well, you know, we have someone who listens to the show, a Jason, I believe, who would be able to tell us whether or not there's hype within the the theater community for this. Interesting. You know, people who yeah. might like to sing and dance on their own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So hit us up and let us know. Yeah. So I'm just, okay. So the headline is Will Smith for best actor for King Richard, yeah. which we both liked, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and Rachel Zegler for best actress for West Side Story. And then I got distracted because I was, Proposing the question of like, what's the deal with West Side? Yeah, who wants to see? Who wants podcast at pensimo.com? Let us know if West Side Stories is on is on your radar. Right, and here's yeah. a here's a rhetorical question: What kind of business is West Side Story going to do? And specifically, two weeks after it opens, so the week between Christmas and New Year's, mm -hmm. is it still doing? Here's what I think is going to happen. And then I'll tell you what's not going to happen. Spider-Man's big. Huge. Right? Massive. Spider-Man's big. The first two weeks of Spider-Man over the top. It's yeah. going to hold. Yeah. Right? But those first two weeks you got the boys, they're like, hey, ladies, come yeah. to the movies with me. Right, right. We're watching Spider-Man. And the ladies are like, well, you know, I kind of like Spider-Man, but what is? I'll tag Tom along. Holland is cute. Right? Yeah. You know. And they watch it. Maybe they like it, whatever. But then next week, holidays, crazies going yeah, on. Yeah. And she's like, hey, boys, I had to put up with your family, and we had to go with your brother who smells, <laughs> right? Right. And his stupid wife, <laughs> who I don't like. You're talking about an imaginary family. Right. Right. And we had to, I mean, I sat through Spider-Man. Right. It was fine or whatever, but it's not, I really want to see West Side Story. Right. Because I love being in love with you. <laughs> and this is a movie about love. And I want to see it with you. I have a slight problem with the West, with the marketing for West Side Story. Mm. My slight problem is that in, is <laughs> in the TV commercial that I saw, okay, it said something to the effect of greatest love story ever told. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure I buy that. In fact, I ain't buying that. Really? Yeah. Would you say Romeo and Juliet? Obviously. Yeah. Obviously, Clearly. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Yeah. Got him. Got him. Proved him wrong. Now, what's interesting is somebody smarter than us is going to write in and tell us that West Side Story is a modern adaptation of the Romeo it and Juliet. It's very much right. a modern right. adaptation right. Of, of Romeo and Juliet. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's this last thing we got on here? Oh, nothing. I just wanted to comment because mm. we have a lot of listeners out there, and you're probably wondering what the deal is. For the holidays. It was our Seinfeld episode. What's the deal with the holidays? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> this week we're opening West Side Story and Being the Ricardos. Oh. Which I'm excited about. Next week we open Nightmare Alley and Spider-Man. The Wednesday after that, so the Wednesday prior to Christmas weekend, we open Matrix, Sing 2, Kingsman, and or King's Man and the Tender Bar. Now, if you want to see Being the Ricardos, you got to watch it before the Tender Bar opens. Mm -hmm. And yes, we will report later in the show 
on the many inaccuracies previously reported. Maybe. Maybe, if, if I allow it. Yeah. And then on Christmas Day, 12 December 25th, for, for everyone else, uh, we're opening American Underdog, and that's the day that uh, Licorice Pizza opens. Oh. And if you live near Wilmington, then you can go see Journal for Jordan at Penn Cinema Riverfront. Wow. Journal so. for Jordan. What's your problem with Penn? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I think that's the news. That's the news. We did it. I can't believe it. Yeah. Now, this week in the trailers section, mm. we have one trailer that's obviously number one. And so we're not going to forget it. So let's set it aside. Yeah. Because we <laughs> will surely we'll come back to it. We'll not forget it. Right. I mean, it's such a big trailer. Yeah. We would never have done that before. No. no. And we'll never do it again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the Matrix trailer, too. Matrix Resurrections. Okay. Before we get into that, we have five trailers this week. Oh. I'm going to go out on a limb. Now, I will agree there's one obvious trailer of the week, but I will go out on a limb and say that this is the first time, uh, with with one exception. Never mind. I was going to say this is the first time when I felt like all five trailers were great trailers. But yeah. there's there's at least one exception least one and maybe two stinkers, but right. at least one. Yeah. Okay. So okay. so you were saying about the Matrix trailer two. This is the second trailer from for the upcoming Matrix Resurrections. Right. It shows a lot more in and out of the Matrix mm -hmm. stuff going on. Crazy things. Uh, who knows what's going on with this movie? You used to ask a question when we would talk about trailers. You would say, did the trailer make you more likely or less likely to see the movie? Okay. So this week's show of questions, I pose the same question to you, sir. This trailer, less likely to see the movie. I'm going to say more likely. Really? Yeah. I thought it was less effective than the first trailer. Interesting. You know why? Uh, because the first trailer was heavy on, like, keying into, remember the Matrix? Right. Remember the hype of the Matrix? Yep. yep. Remember the mystery of the yep, Matrix? Yep. Well, this one was like, remember the mythos of the Matrix? Mm. Remember how people are also outside of the Matrix? And then I got revolutions and reloaded flashbacks and started foaming at the mouth and... <laughs> PTSD took over and I was like no! <laughs> it also made me want to rewatch the whole trilogy it kind of did that a little bit yeah. for me too yeah okay we also have a trailer for a movie called The Road Ahead now mm. let me caution our listeners don't make the same mistake I made and watch the movie about the guy who roller skied across Sweden that sounds pretty cool though yeah that movie actually looked better than the road ahead. Than the road ahead. But yeah. they're both named the road ahead. So you go ahead and watch either one. Right. So what was this trailer about? This was about a guy who's going to dump his wife because right. he can't stand her. And he tells everybody, you know. She wanted to go see West Side Story with her right. sister. Right, right, right. And right when they're about to, like, break up, mm. she gets a cancer diagnosis and they go on a road trip. They must have had a hella nice car because she sold the car and got used the cash to buy a really sweet RV. Right. And then they go on this road trip cross country where they fall in love. Again. Yeah. This movie looks not great. But at the same time, I kind of got, I was like, I think what they're going for is really touching. 
the execution ruins it. I disagree. <gasps> Gasp. Yeah, I just, I didn't like anything about this trailer. What? Or the movie or the premise or the plot. Really? Word. Now, the second stinker, which I think I probably liked more than you because I don't think it's a full-on stinker. Oh. Studio 666. Oh, no, I didn't think this was the oh, full-on okay. stinker. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Studio 666 opens in theaters February 25th. And in fact, at some of our competing multiplexes, tickets are already on sale. Really? Which I was surprised. Uh, it's a movie coming from Open Road slash Briarcliff, so I've already reached out to them to say, why are tickets already on sale three months in advance? But what? I love the premise of this. I do too, so go ahead, yeah. walk us through it. So it's the Foo Fighters, which I don't know enough about. I don't know anything about them. Right. So the Foo Fighters are getting ready to record their new album. Awesome. At Studio 666. Oh, what could possibly go wrong? Right. And in the process of recording their album, I don't know if all of them or some of them become possessed. Mm. Um, now, I think it's, I can't quite feel how it's played out. Is it supposed to be horror? Because it kind of seemed comedy. Comedy horror. It reminded me, it had a zombie land feel. Yeah, because there's, there's one part where like one guy clearly gets possessed and then the other two guys are just like tuning their instruments and he's like floating through right. the background. Right. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really funny. Put it this way, if it's not a horror comedy, then this movie is going to be terrible. Mm, yeah. If it's agreed. a comedy like Zombieland or uh, I don't know, I'm I'm striking out. But if it's if it's like that where it's supposed to be funny and makes fun of itself, then it looks like it has the potential to be brilliant. I I thought this looked fun. Yeah. 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 All right. What you didn't like the trailer for Gold? No. I, I did. Did you? Yeah. I thought I watched this trailer starring Zac Efron. And uh, it looked like one of those things where I watched and I thought, this doesn't appeal to me at all. But I thought, one of two things are going to happen to this movie. One, first off, this movie does not have a U.S. release as of right now. Mm. It's getting released in Australia, but they have not um, gotten a U.S. release for it. Is that it. where it was filmed? I believe so. It looks like it could have been. Yeah. Um too so i think either you, this will come and go we won't ever hear about it mm. or it'll be one of those things where people won't see it but everyone who sees it will be like did you see gold like crazy mind crazy right you know warp in your brain type of what was that thing. movie with robert pattinson where he was in the lighthouse with uh willem it was Defoe. called lighthouse right was it Oh, man, I'm pretty sure it was. Was it, though? I'm, all I'm going to say, the movie was gross at times. This movie reminded me of that movie. Yeah. It reminded me, as my friend Andrew would say, of, like, a poor man's version. Mm. You know, is a poor man's version of Lighthouse. I, I, I'm going to predict the end to gold right here and right now. Okay. The end to gold is he was by himself the whole time. Right. Yep. Yeah. And... I'm not even saying that there was gold, but he was by himself the whole time. Right. It's called The Lighthouse. See? Boom. Like I said. Shaka laka laka laka. Came out in 2019. What a movie. Robert Pattinson, who, by the way, we're going to talk about in a minute. Are we? We are, though. Okay. Okay. So, we're done with trailers? Yeah, let's just move Should on. Should we move on? about any other trailers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, the trailer of the week, which came out as a shock surprise and, and drop... 
crazy. That was a stunner, right? Yeah. I mean, that caught me completely off guard. I mean, I know they had been talking about making it, but I didn't think we were close to seeing anything. Right. And we're talking, of course, about Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Not into the Spider-Verse, because that already came out. Right. Talking this one's across the Spider-Verse, part one. So unlike Dune, they're not hiding that it's a split right. movie until you get there. Mm. That. Dope. Dope. I have one word for this trailer. Yeah. Dope. Dope. It's right? so good. I mean, that word really it sums it fits. up. I it's, mean, it was so good. Yeah. It was colorful, beautiful, fast, cool, yeah. but also like not overly cool. Like, like I love how Miles is all kind of strange and like awkward and yeah. you know teenager, right? Yeah, and you get the time has passed because he's a little bit taller yeah. and her hair is longer, right? And I just think the whole thing is. The, the whole thing is cool. Yeah. I, I like. I love. The, I love the first one. I think. I honestly feel like Into the Spider Verse is the best Spider Man movie ever made. I, and I think if they continue to do right, I mean, it's hard. You know, right? It's hard, you, you, so when does Across the Spider Verse come out? October. Okay. Twenty twenty two. Oh my gosh! I'll be in Kona. Can't wait. <sighs> Me too. I'll watch it in Hawaii. Yeah. Dope. I'm going to be there with my cheerleader, pom-poms. <laughs> go, Pam, go. Go, Pam, go. All right. This week we reviewed a movie called Spencer. Right. Which is the, how do you say this? It's based on the true story. Yeah. They, what they call it? They call it, at the beginning it said a fable. A true fable. A true fable. Yeah. Yeah. So what was interesting about this, so this movie stars uh, Kristen Stewart. Mm. And what was interesting to me, I wasn't ready for this. Mm. Uh, so first of all, uh, so I'll start off. Yeah. So first of all, I, I loved this movie. Mm. I thought this movie was great. But I will say, not at all what I expected. It was not. It was something completely different from what I expected. So the movie opens up and it says Christmas Eve, such and such year. Or maybe it doesn't even, it doesn't say, even say the, the year. It doesn't say the year. It just says Christmas Eve. And there's Princess Di like going through this incredibly painful, I don't even know what to call it, family affair. And I kept waiting for the movie to like flash back to when she met Prince Charles. Mm -hmm. And I kept waiting to sort of be introduced to, Prince Charles is a, from the movie's point of view, a very minor character. Oh yeah. The whole entire movie is like 90% Princess Di. Yeah. Everyone else is a minor character. Everybody else is a minor character. And one of the things that I loved about the movie, once I figured out what we were doing, is that the entire movie is based on one weekend. Mm -hmm. It starts on Christmas Eve, and the movie ends on Boxing Day, which is the traditional day after Christmas. Um, and the movie was really unique. It was directed by Pablo Lorraine, who hasn't done anything else that like we're familiar with. Um, and it was... Would you say it was a beautiful movie? Yeah. Like, like yeah. they they took their time with like some shots. You know, they got yeah. they got some artistic shots where they played with the lighting and they played with the light, and it was absolutely beautiful. the The costumes were beautiful. Well, Princess Diana was known for her incredible wardrobe and her keen fashion. Um, but even like some of the more disturbing scenes were shot really. I don't, unique is probably too strong of a word, but it was, he has a distinct style to the point where 
I would like I would put him on my list. He's the kind of guy who like if I could remember to like him, then I'll go watch all of his movies. Mm. But I'm not even sure if he'll make another. Like I'm, we may yeah. never see this guy's name again. Right. But it was it, he. I thought he did a brilliant job. The movie was moving and fascinating and beautiful, sort of all at the same time. This this movie caught me so off guard. Right. That I'm really torn to where when we do our our rating oh. as to where I'm going to go because yeah. I I really did actually like it a lot. Yeah. But the movie has some big faults. Like what? To me. Okay. First first big fault. Mm. No context. Mm. I feel that if you and so this is this is I think a good example. I was barely cognizant of what was going on with Princess Di. Right. While is in you were at a place to know what everything was going right. on. Because I'm so old. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You you well, you, was that at the beginning of your 60s? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but no, but like you, you were you were an adult. No, you're absolutely right. right. I, I very much, and people my age very much, like followed the whole drama. Like I'd, I had all that context right. going into the movie. Well, as in I was in the room while everyone was watching the specials and the right. news and everything. Right. And I understood what was happening in a broader sense. Right. I don't know the super details. Like, right. I, you know, it wasn't, I didn't read the magazines that were countless mm. magazine articles yeah. about it yeah. or whatever. And I feel like without that context, I felt like I knew what was going on, but just barely. Right. And I was like, there were younger people in the audience than me. And I'm like, how do these people have any clue? Right. What this? What's going on in this scenario, like about Princess Di or anything like that? And yeah. um, so I felt that that was its first hard mark, and I was like, I'm enjoying this, but I'm consistently bothered by the fact that I don't know what's going on, right? And that I don't understand, right? Now, my second thing is a very weird thing. This is a second flaw. Flaw. Okay. Well, I don't even know if I want to call it a flaw because I feel like. Kristen Stewart was amazing in this movie, right? right? At times, unrecognizable. Right. Beautiful display of like of, of like cinematography and stuff, mm-hmm. right? And she fit amazingly into it. Mm-hmm. The problem I have is the contrast, and I spoke with Diamond Eye Derek about this later, which I'll elaborate on. The problem I had is the contrast of how passionately she was acting and how thrown into the character, and maybe it was because of the like fake accent and everything, but putting her up against the other actors, they felt like BBC actors. Mm-hmm. I was like, these guys, these other actors mm. aren't acting on the same level that she's right. acting. Right. They're acting like a TV movie, and she's acting like she's in a drama. And Diamond Eye Derek pointed out, he said, well, that's because that he said he liked that because that just made it seem, made you see how much crazier she was coming off. Mm. And I guess I get that. That's a good point. But to me, it still bothered me that like, I just did, other than the the girl that was her friend, her one friend, uh, the, the Maggie, the, the, yeah Maggie. Other than Maggie, I felt like all the other people and and the cook. Mm-hmm. Other than oh, those I love two. That. I felt like everyone else was like BBC, 
Like they just weren't because she was when she delivered a line, it was like heavy and like weighted, and the pauses were longer, and the other people were just like, yeah, well, you know, uh, and they were not like like the the antagonist is not an unknown actor. I can't think of what his name is, but he was in like Harry Potter and like, yeah. and he's a good actor. And the role that he was playing or whatever, like he just didn't feel like when you put them next to each other, they just didn't mix. Mm. I don't know what it was about that that just didn't work for me. Mm. So, and that's like, and it's, I feel like, a, I don't want to say a better movie, but another movie may have been able to lull that out of my mind as I'm watching it. But I was never able to forget those two things throughout this entire presentation. I was never able to let go of the fact that I didn't feel like she fit with anyone else. Mm -hmm. When she was alone, amazing. The boys were good too. But anytime she interacted with other people, I was like, this doesn't, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, they don't understand this. But uh, that and plus the, um, not really knowing what was happening. Right, the context. Uh, yeah, that, that kind of... I got three things to talk about mm. on this movie. Mm. First of all, have I ever told you... No, this is serious. Yeah. Have I ever told you I trust the audiences? Uh-huh. So I sometimes, when a movie bombs... So before the podcast, if a movie bombed, let's say I'm excited to see a certain movie and then it does terrible in the box office. Sometimes I wouldn't go see the movie mm. because I trust the audience. Okay. And I think you can take that rule or that idea, that concept and apply it to Spencer. In other words, those flaws that you just mentioned, that might be why despite Kristen Stewart's incredible performance, the movie really didn't take off. Right. She will get all kinds of Oscar nominations and they might get nominations for cinematography and stuff like that, but nobody's going to put this movie up for best picture. Right. Certainly nobody's going to vote for it for best picture. Right. Uh, so that's one thing is I trust the audience. The audience did not fall in love with this movie. People who saw it liked it and said how good it was, but people weren't beating down the doors to get to it. Second thing I want to talk about is amazing how good the soundtrack was. Mm, yeah, yeah. It was all classical music until she sets herself free at the end. Right. And then she sets herself free to the sound of a pop 80s song. It's just and the lyrics of which were perfect. So I loved that sudden contrast. It was so satisfying. The uptight, stuffy classical music throughout, you know, which, by the way, fit the picture perfectly. Yeah. And then she escapes with her boys in a convertible, and as soon as they fire it up, she puts in the tape or turns on the radio or whatever she does, and all I need is a miracle, all I need is you, starts blasting out, and she rides off into the sunset to get some fast food and live happily ever after with her boys. So I thought the, the use of the contrast of the 80s music after the classical music was brilliant. Yeah, I agree. All right, can we talk about Robert Pattinson for a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know why I want to talk about Robert Pattinson? No, I'm not quite sure. Do you remember when he first became famous? He mm. was in a movie called Twilight. Did that make it famous, or was it the movie Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? 
what I remember him from mm-hmm. was Twilight. Okay. I'm sure he was in Harry Potter if you say he was in Harry Potter. It was Cedric Diggory. Okay. So he was in Harry Potter, but he headlined the first movie that he was the star of right, was right, right. Twilight, which packed them in like crazy, mm. but was also panned for being kind of garbage. Yeah. In other words, at the time, it was um, a phenomenon. So I'll contradict myself because the audiences came out packed to see this movie. Yeah. Amy and I watched it in theater 10 because mm-hmm. we wanted to see the hype. We wanted to know what, what's this all about. Yeah. Our kids were into it. Their friends were into it. The whole entire world was packing themselves in. Sidebar, unrelated to Twilight. One of the worst nights of my life is when I didn't want to go away because we were having an opening night of, I forget if it was the original or the sequel. And... Somebody convinced me like, oh, well, you'll be fine. And then I went away and the manager on duty totally shit the bed and we had one of the worst nights here. I mean, oh, it was no. it was packed, we did tons of business, but it was poorly managed, it wasn't set up, it wasn't correct, it was all wrong. And um, it was just a disaster. Mm. Why do I bring up Robert Pattinson? Because he went on to do amazing, to become a serious actor. And, and show the world that he has serious acting chops. Mm-hmm. And we saw, we enjoyed him in Tenet. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, in 2019, he was in that movie with Willem Dafoe called The Lighthouse. Right. Right. We saw that. <laughs> we saw that. We did. We did. Um, but do you agree with me that he has gone on to go from a bubblegum movie to establish his credentials as a quote unquote serious actor? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, and I think you're, what you're going to pan on to how Kristen Stewart has not done this. Well, I think she's done it now. Yeah. Well, I think she started doing it. You saw that movie Underwater, right? Yeah. And you like that. She yes. was in that. I think that she has the ability. This is a weird, like, old manish thing to say. I don't feel like she applied herself <laughs> before. Well, maybe she didn't have the same opportunities. Yeah. But I, well, I think a lot of what, a lot of Twilight's, like, Negative mm-hmm. was her acting. Oh, really? I think a lot, a lot of when you watch like anything parodying uh, Twilight, the number one thing that it'll start off with is imitating how she acted in that film, making fun of her, but not making fun of Bobby Bats. Right. Interesting. Yeah, he is not because he just broods. <laughs> right. Right. But her, she is the lead. She's got the line delivery. You know right, right, the way right. that she the way that yeah, she acts, yeah. everything lays on lays on her. Yeah, and I think she just could not break out of that stereotype that like was given to her. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And but I would say so. Underwater, we watched last year. Um, I would say that she, whatever. Okay, so you you make a valid point. Mm-hmm. I think she made. She either didn't have the opportunities, or she didn't make the same good choices that Bobby Batts made. Yeah. Or she didn't have as good of a manager or what representative, whatever the but but whatever for whatever reason. I think the business is just way more difficult for women in general. For whatever reason, I would yeah. I would agree, but I I don't know. But now I think this is her chance to show to do the same thing Robert Pat- Pattinson has done, right. which is you know put herself out there as a serious actress. This has the potential to be, she's going to get another job off of this. Right. 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 And that's going to be better. Right. And maybe it's either that one or the one after that. 
that people finally start to really respect her as an actress. Right. And then people are going to be like, did you ever see her in Spencer? Right. Man, can she act in that movie? Right. Like, remember when she was just, I mean, she was really showing her chomps in Spencer. But no one is going to be like, Spencer was the, Spencer's a great, amazing movie that, that like, put her on the map for me. Yeah. Like that's, this isn't the movie that puts her on the map. I gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a really good way of saying it. Which is one of the things, and this is what I love about our rating system. It's very, <laughs> it's very strong, right? <laughs> it's, there's, you're right. Right? There's yes. not a lot of in between. Like, we have to choose. Right. And I have to choose worst movie I've ever seen. Okay. Because I don't love it. I'm not saying, like, that's the thing. With our rating system, I'm saying yeah. it's the worst yeah. movie I've ever seen, but it's not really the worst movie I've ever seen right. by far. Right. It's actually pretty good, but right. it's not my favorite movie of all time. Right. Okay. So, I, would, I would agree. So you're going to say worst movie you've ever worst seen? Worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah. All right. I would also I would also say worst rating system I've ever seen. It is one of the best rating systems <laughs> of all time because we can be quoted so easily for so much. And they can be like, "Pencil Podcast says best movie I've ever seen." And catch him. All right. So this week we watched Spencer and agreed that it was the worst movie we'd ever seen. Yeah. Right. Right. And next week, what do you think? West Side Story or Being the Ricardos? Look, I want to see both, but I want to see West Side Story more. Okay. How do you feel? Absolutely. Okay. I'm, I'm going to see both, and I want to see West Side Story more. Cool. Now, David. Mm. I'm nothing, if not a stickler for details. Mm. Some people say details, but I think it's more fun to say details. Well, now look at this. We have this thing listed twice here. No, no, no. I yeah. have my own list. Oh, and then, what's his face? The Arbiter. The Abacus. The hey, Abacus. He's got something to say, too. Yeah. But anyway. I'm calling him what's-his-face because I didn't appreciate the, the slapback. <laughs> All right, so first, um, I, I received more. Can we just call it more than one? <laughs> is the word many? <laughs> many is a strong word. <laughs> we'll just say more than one comment from okay. listeners who keenly picked up on a minor detail. Mm. A minor. Well, you know what? You know what? Let's just review. All right. Yeah. Mm. Working out a release schedule for Penn Cinema <laughs> to book <laughs> being the Ricardos nice. and Tender Bar. Tender bar sounds great. That one. That's the Bradley Cooper. He opens up this, <laughs> this bar and he's trying to get in touch with his what? feelings. Oh, okay. We 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 watched a trailer on this show and talked about it. Did right. We? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm the one with the memory problem. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Roland, hit hit me up. When yeah. when did we watch that? Don't do it, Roland. Anyway. So. Yeah, that happened just last week. <laughs> I don't remember any of that. <laughs> really? Right. And I'm the one with the memory problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't, I, yeah. <laughs> but the horrible thing uh, is that it, it wasn't just on the show. Yeah. I was walking around talking about Tender Bar telling everybody it stars, what's his face? Who did I say? Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Mm -hmm. I would like to correct the record. And apologize. Yeah. I had no idea that our fans, that our listeners had such attention to detail that they cared. <laughs> I thought, haven't we established 
the culture of this podcast. And our voices go directly into their ear holes. <laughs> and it's a fast track straight to the brain. It's straight to the brain via Google. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, lots and lots of people contacted me to let mm. me know Bradley Cooper, in fact, does not star in The Tender Bar. Mm. The Tender Bar, in fact, is directed by George Clooney and stars one Ben Affleck. Mm. That's crazy. Now, did we review this trailer? Because let's just take a look over to this email that we got from the Abacus, who you called out in what you, what I would say, strongly assured. Uh, yes, moment. that's a perfect way of putting it. I was pleasantly confident. Yeah, I was sure that yeah. we had reviewed this trailer. There's no, you, you were like. I'm so positive that I'm going to call on the abacus to prove me right. You want to know how sure I am? How sure? I am so sure that I actually intend to go back myself. Oh! And prove both of you suckers wrong. Well, there's three people you got to prove wrong. wrong Yeah. Who's the third? Well, you'll see. Dear Pen Ketchum, this is from the abacus. Yes. It is with, with sincere regret that I inform you that I have found no evidence that the Penn Cinema Cop, <laughs> that the Penn Cinema Podcast, registered trademark, had discussed the film The Tender Bar before episode 149. I used a combination of relisting to portions of previous episodes and notes provided by one Jason A. Greer, oh. a.k.a. Trailer Master Jason, mm. on social media platform, example gratified, Facebook. <laughs> Since the trailer was released October 14th, I only investigated the episodes between that date and today. It is possible this film was discussed before October 14th, but I have decided to conclude my investigation because, in the words of a famous person, nobody got time for that. Also, the mention of Bradley Cooper in this movie was inaccurate. He does not appear in this film according to the Internet Movie Database, a.k.a. IMDB, website. Please note... I am still on the lookout for The Rock playing the character named Big Time, as mentioned at the 41 minute and 50 second marker on episode 146. Sincerely, The Abacus. So, I'm just saying, it's you got two sources here coming at you. And that's ne neither one of them. Trailer Master Jason. And, and you're telling me they're both infallible. I mean, when have they ever been fouled? A bull. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I need to proof. I need to. I need to proofread. Here's my question. Oh my god! Right. This is my question. What are the chances of you actually going back and listening through these episodes versus actually finishing Dune? <laughs> <laughs> Like, are they both just imaginary things that will never happen? That's that's the ultimate question for the show. Yeah. That's this week's definitive question. One would call it a penultimate. A penultimate question. question. Yeah. All right. So we have another listener feedback here from Frodo, who, of course, we always look forward to. She wrote in about a couple things. She said of the Spider-Man, across the Spider-Man. Uh, across the Spider-Verse. Spider -verse trailer. She said, I mean... I'm still going to have fun with No Way Home, but did you see the first look at that movie? It's so pretty. Mm. No, I will not be normal about it. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. I'm unapologetic. Now, last week I called her out. Mm. I said, 
I, I, I did the Frodo signal. I said, Frodo. <laughs> and she, did, and she came, heard the call. And I said, what do you think of Super Pets? Because we were positive. About right. It. it was our trailer week, I right. think. Yeah. She says, on Super, Super Pets because I was asked. Not like negative, but it didn't grab me. I don't think animal hijinks is a standard genre, but it feels like a genre. And this seems to sit in there. And I've seen a, I've seen a fair bit. Not my style of humor, I guess. Awkward comedy and physical comedy don't tickle my funny bone in particular. Could have been the trailer, though. We all know how misleading they're capable of being. But I am pleased to hear you both think it'll do well in general. Always down for more successful animation. There is a gal who can't hate when she sees animation succeed. Right, right. Also, Frodo has an incredible knack for articulating things. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's just so well, it's so well presented. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I think, is that... That's, 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 a, for, that's all we got for notes. Yeah. Look, all right. So let's move on to what are you watching? What are you doing? What's your life outside of here? You went to the beach for like, what, 17, 13 right, days? Right, right, So apologies to everyone who, you know, was her, has been harassing David about where's the episode. Um, what have I been reading and watching? I'll tell you. Amy and I drove home from the beach listening. And I have to say, I agreed to listen to it kind of just to be polite. Because mm. I knew that she was into it. This is your Spider-Man No Way Home for her, right? Sort of. So, And then I ended up loving it. <gasps> Talking about the audiobook called Will, mm. which is the life story, the autobiography of Will, Will Smith. Whoa. And I'm telling you, it's really good. He reads the audiobook himself. And, like, I would have said, like, my level of fandom for Will Smith is like kind of like on a scale of one to 10, like, I don't know, like an eight, like a seven, like, oh. I, like I always like his movies, but like, it's kind of like whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have called myself like, I'm not a big Will Smith. I mean, I like Fresh Prince and I, I usually like the movies he makes, but I've never like really followed him. Right. You know, I don't, I've never like really thought more about him other than I really liked that last movie he made or I'm excited about this next movie or whatever. So, when Amy told me she wanted, she was, she has been telling me how much she loves this book. So we started from page one on the ride home, and I gotta tell you, I just loved it. Now, what was it like? About three and a half minutes long. Yeah, it was right in my wheelhouse. Right, it, it was, was like page one. I was born West Philadelphia, right, born and born raised. And raised. And then page two was like, I had a really successful career. And then page three was like, I'm glad I'm not dead yet. The end. <laughs> the end. Yeah. yeah. So it was right, right up my, right in my speed. Right. I also waited patiently for a new episode of Succession. <gasps> that show is just killing it. Nice. It's good. Nice. So other than that, I don't know. Okay. So me, last night I watched Fast and Furious. Because <laughs> my group, my, my monthly group, we got together, we watched Fast and Furious. And I told him, this is where it turns around and starts to get wacky. Oh, boy. And this, I'm glad that this was the first one that there was a, definitely a group chuckle. Okay. And I'm like, good. They're in it. I love how you're dragging this group along. Oh, my God. So against their will. Yeah. Right. yeah and they look at, because when they go to watch it, it shows the Rotten Tomatoes rating. And, like, they've been progressively getting lower as we go. The next movie, they shoot up. But, uh, so, I, it's just been fun to, to like, kind of go through this with them so i did that last night i also i mean i've been of course watching hawkeye you know that's amazing we talked about 
I checked out Star Trek Prodigy, mm. and it was absolutely delightful. Mm. It's the, it's a newer animated. I think it has the best theme. It feels the most classical Star Trek. It is a cartoon. It is based uh, towards a younger audience, which I hope they're bringing in to get more people into Star Trek. But it just was like of the Kurtzman era, Robert Kurtzman, who's been heading up the Star right. Trek stuff. Of Naturally. course, you know that. Yeah. Uh, this is the best product that's come out that feels most classic Star Trek, mm. uh, which is crazy to say. But anyway, I love that. Now, the one thing I've been doing this this week and I'll be doing next week is watching the Jingle Jam. If you're familiar with that, um, you should get on board. It's a thing that this uh, group of streamers do out of England. Mm. Every year they raise money for charity and it's they don't get, make any money off of it. In, within two days, they raised over $2 million for charity. It's uh, it's crazy. It's fun. It's just a bunch of people goofing off and making, making uh, some donations to mm. charity. Okay. All right. So next week, mm. West Side Story. I'm when sorry. You, when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. Well, it, the full title is Steven Spielberg's oh, right, West right, Side right, Story. Right, 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 right. I feel like they've not taken advantage of promoting Steven Spielberg enough. Well, they're doing way better than they did with Ridley Scott. True. Yeah. So, all right. If you want to take part and be a part of the show, the best way to do that is go ahead and shoot us an email, podcast at pencinema.com. Right. Or head on over to our Facebook group where you can see all people talking. Frodo's yeah. always over there doing yeah. stuff. Trailer Master Jason's posting up the trailers of the week so you can see what's going yeah. on with trailers, all sorts of the crazy mm. things. Now, if you wanted to support the show, mm. Penn, yeah, what's the number one way to do that? All right, this one, this week, super simple. Mm. All you need is a computer that's equipped with the internet. Okay. I think a lot of computers nowadays come with the internet installed. Yeah, like one or two of them. Yeah. So what you want to do is you want to get on there and use your electronic mail system. Mm. It's like mail, except it's electronic. Where do you get the postage for that? Right. No, it's included. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You type it it's in. The price. Yeah. It's in. Yeah. It's part of the, what you paid for when you got the internet. Wow. Yeah. And what I want you to do, mm -hmm. send me an email, podcast at pencinema.com, an electronic correspondence, <laughs> and remind me to order the shirts. <laughs> if you send me an email, yeah. podcast at pencinema.com, <gasps> and remind me to order the shirts, yeah. I will give you a shirt. So include your shirt size. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you just keep, like everyone gets small. Right, <laughs> open fits. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So podcast shirts. Yeah, they've been in the works for a while. Well, I don't want to talk about it. Well, they're coming. Right. It's not are. a bad thing. Right, right. They've been in the works. Right, right. They're coming. Right. Yeah. So well, we'll mind. see if they're coming. If anybody reminds me. Yeah, it's going to be a big deal. Right. That's for sure. All right. Well, I mean, if you don't want a shirt, which how do not, right. you could tell a friend. Yeah, that's the best way. Right. But why not tell a friend with a shirt? Right. What if you don't have any friends? You can tell us. Tell us. Podcast yeah. at PennCinema.com. Got it. All right. Once again, for the Penn Cinema Podcast, I'm David Walton. <laughs> and I'm Penn Ketchum. <laughs> Take, Take care and party on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com.
This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.